lovely listeners, I'm Tara, your host. Welcome back to Scratching the Surface, where we talk all things real. If we talk about anything that you'd like to discuss further, or you have any feedback for me, please find my Instagram at Life Behind the Rainbow. I would absolutely love to hear from you. I hope you enjoy. Hello, hello. I'm here with lovely Joanna O'Neill from... Well, I was in school with Joanna, um, where I say kind of across the glen from each other. Um, really, I bumped into Joanna recently enough. We were at a little project training thing together and just she's just a ray of sunshine. She's just so positive. And I was like, you know what, Joanna, I need you on my podcast. Will you come on my podcast? And here we are. It's what, maybe three, four weeks later. Yeah, yeah. So here we are. Joanna, do you want to just introduce yourself and tell us a wee bit about yourself? Well, a ray of sunshine is probably because of my hair, right? No! Not at all. I never it's, even thought of that. It's so bright you can see me coming. <laughs> I never even thought of that. No, you have lovely big curly, uh, curly, what would you say, really fiery Irish, Irish hair. Oh, wow. I mean, yeah, some people say Viking, you know, because that came in from the Vikings, but, um, uh, yes, Celtic, anyway. Celtic, Somewhere, yes. somewhere in yes, there. Yes, love it. But, um, no, that's usually the first thing people notice about me, is like, oh, look at your hair. I love it, it's so beautiful. Well, it's not great now, because it's like sticking to my head, but sure. <laughs> Nobody can see that. What I mean? I could be sitting here in pyjamas, I'm not, but. Um, oh, I wish we were. We should have, we should have did that. Well, I should have been wearing shorts, shouldn't I? But we'll, we'll get into that later on. <laughs> um, yeah, no, so, like, it was really, really nice to meet you that night. I, like, obviously, like, I've seen you in your adventures and everything that you've been going through, and I didn't expect to see, like, anybody I knew that night. And then when, I, when I saw you, you just, like, your wee smile, you're so positive, and literally, I was like, oh, my God, like, I need to talk to her. Well, I sat down beside you. Yeah, <laughs> you did. I was just so glad to see somebody that I knew. I'll see him. Because I walked in and I was like, oh, I wasn't really feeling it. And but then, then as it went on, we actually realised there was loads of people that we did know. Yeah. But, I mean, what is it? They say strangers are just friends you've not yet met. So. Mm. Mm, I like that. Yeah. So, yeah, as I'm sure you can already tell, Joanna is very positive, very bubbly, and just very open and ready to chat about anything, really. So I remember you, Joanna, from in school, you were very artsy, you were into drama, you were into singing, and you were very bloody good at it. Like, weren't you, like, the, the main female singer in that play, you and Kieran? I'm not sure that's going back a little bit now. No, I swear, <laughs> I think you and Kieran, I'm sure Kieran's now away in London, like, doing yeah. his thing, so good for him. Um... But yeah, tell us, like, what's going on with that these days? Well, to be completely honest with you, I've not been as creative as I'd like to be. Um, because I think life just sort of gets to you a bit and things get in the way. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I suppose back then you don't have as much to kind of think about things happen and whatnot and you don't get to do the things that you necessarily felt like you wanted to do. And when you're that age and you're like sort of 16, 17, 18 like that is your world that you know you pick things and you go out and you try them and if you're enjoying them you do more of them mm. but as you start to get a bit older that's when <laughs> bills <laughs> and things start to filter in and oh, you're like boring <laughs> you're right i know 
<laughs> don't grow up it's a trap yeah it really is <laughs> but um you know it, it is all those sort of things and everything just sort of you get out of doing things like that and I haven't done as much I try to do little bits and pieces I mean I sing for me mm-hmm. but I think that's because a long I say a long time ago I went to university and you're so impressionable at like 17 18 that when somebody tells you something you believe it especially for me I wasn't a streetwise kid I'm still not a streetwise kid like I come from the country <laughs> I still live there you yeah. know um and when somebody says something you believe it and I did yeah. and they told me I couldn't sing and as a result of that I stopped singing in public I stopped doing all of that but like you 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 actually really confidently did sing in public before yeah like I honestly I'm not joking when I say like in my year group, Joanna was the best female singer. Oh, no, you were. You wouldn't have been the the teachers and whoever all it was wouldn't have made you the lead role in the show and stuff. If not, you were. So I'm not going to take no for an answer for that one. But that is such a shame. Yeah, it is. And um, I hear people, not like older people older than me who've known me for years and knew that I sang, and they're like, why do you not sing anymore? And I'm like, eh, I just don't, you know. And they're like, you should, you're a really good singer. And it's really funny that you bring that up because I met a lady recently and she happened to mention to me about it. She's like, why aren't you singing? And I was like, um, I don't really know. <laughs> um, But I, I sing a lot in the car. I sing a lot at home. You know, it's music for me is like a mood mm. so if I'm happy I'm going to be singing like different sort of different playlists I don't necessarily go to one band or one genre it's a huge wide spectrum for me and if I like the song I like the song mm. no matter what mood you're in no, kind no of matter thing. what mood I'm in yeah you know so like yeah everything I just yeah I just love different music different, discovering different songs like indie yeah. songs and artists who've not really been discovered who are not really yeah. that popular and you're yeah. like who's this mm. or who's that and do you know have you ever heard of Fia F-I-A no right I'm gonna send you afterwards um I actually booked I'm going to her concert in Dublin now she's coming over here but um she just grassroots oh. really she never ever wanted to do the big commercial thing she said from Stockholm um really looks really Scandinavian beautiful but really like soulful songs from the heart yeah so yeah I'll, yeah yeah I think you'll really like her Do anyway that. that's a side note um so but and the drama what about that I've done like a few sort of short filmy things I'm involved with um oh, good. A, a local group in the north coast who are you know normal people like who just have job day jobs to go mm-hmm. to um but they love film and they love tv yeah. and you know, they write short scripts and they try to get them made and uh, one of the guys, um, he made a film about his Crohn's actually and it's called Crohn's actually right. and they got funding from MI Screen for it and I had a short like cameo role in it but it's it's a, what would you call it, a humorous take on his Crohn's and, and meeting, you know, a girl back in the day and going on a date and running to the toilet and it's quite, yeah. it's quite funny, it's quite funny. It's very short Sort of, mm-hmm. it's a short film, but it's uh, it's one that's sort of quite uplifting, quite positive, and and it takes a funny spin on, I suppose, his diagnosis of Crohn's. Yeah. So yeah. I love that when people can actually spin the positive out of something really shit that has happened, or that they've been told, or something about their life or whatever that they just never expected, and then if you can actually, especially if you're being informative, so he's obviously 
giving out a bit of information and telling people what life actually is like with it but he's able to use humor to do that so I love that and I feel like that is right up your street yeah big time are you gonna can we can we decide that you are gonna push yourself to get back into the singing and maybe a bit more because if if it's something that you're you actually love and in your personal life you use it to kind of for your mood and whatever I think then that's saying something yeah, it's, it is probably something, you know, when you're constantly getting told that, you start thinking, mm-hmm. oh, maybe this is a pathway that I can take in life, and maybe where I'm at right now is not where I'm meant to be, but mm-hmm. it's leading you to where you need to go. Yeah. And that's, I'm always a big believer in those sort of things. Same. And, oh, I hate to be so cliche, but signs. <laughs> yeah, what's your, what's yours? What do you... Um, I don't know. I just, I think, I think it's, um we're always constantly being led somewhere and again that put you know that negative into the positive Mm -hmm. you know so you sort of one door closes another door opens and those are all like we've all heard those growing up we've all whether we use them or not in our daily lives is beyond that you know but I try that's the way I try to think that's the outlook I try to have in life because um I just think it's it's a better outlook to have and, and you know, you're not going to spiral down into that mm. deep pit of despair, mm-hmm. <laughs> as one might call it, because yeah. it's so easy to get there. So easy. And we are only a few steps away from that, you know, and I've I've been close to it, you know, a few different times, as I'm sure many people, many of your listeners have probably yeah. been there. Yeah. And looking at me, you probably wouldn't think, oh, sure, she's happy, she's bubbly, blah, blah, blah. No, there's so much more going on under the surface than you realise. I'm like, mm. I'm like a duck. <laughs> you oh, see the calm yeah. on the surface, but underneath the yeah. feet are going, like, you yeah. know, so. I totally resonate. When do you reckon, Joanna, like, has this been your whole life? Or when did you start to kind of feel like <gasps> those feelings? I think they really started to kick in whenever I left home. Okay. I suppose home for me is security, it's yeah. safety. It, and I think that is for a lot of people. Yeah, and it I, should be, really. It should be. I hope it is um, because that's where you feel most safe, we're most comfortable. And, um, you know, living at home on the farm as well, being outside and having that scenery and, you know, having the beach and the forest like 10 minutes away. Like, I am so blessed and I'm so lucky and I recognise that every single day, especially as an adult. You know, yeah. those things as a child, you don't really, you're like, oh yeah, like I live in the country, like I live away from all my friends. Yeah, yeah, you actually hate yeah, it. And then too. now, oh, when I was away in cities or just up, living just up in Belfast, not that far away, I was messing this this so much so we're actually we're up at mine and you can hear the birds singing there's trees all around us out the window there and like I wouldn't want to be anywhere else no I wouldn't I wouldn't want to be anywhere else either I mean I love living here I love living where I live and there used to be a saying that Northern Ireland would be a great country if you put uh, like a roof over it (laughs) (laughs) but I always say there is no bad weather only inappropriate clothing. Oh my goodness, Joanna! I've seen your sto- your little story the other. Day. Did you put that on TikTok? Uh, yes, I have a TikTok. Yeah. Right. Oh yes, you did see that. So video. that was raining, was it? Yeah, I mean thunderstorming. Okay. So <laughs> Joanna, I this is actually really a good timing around that. I didn't even we talked about doing this podcast like weeks before, but literally one of your most recent posts was Joanna was there 
pouring. I mean, pissing rain, <laughs> and she's like, "What in your shorts?" Yeah, no, no, in the in the overalls for for working with the shape and stuff. Okay, yeah. and yeah, wellies, everything, yeah. and just dancing in the rain because what else for it? Yeah, exactly. I saw an opportunity, and it was just. Do you know what? I, I can't explain <laughs> how it felt just to look into the sky and have the rain just wash over you. Yeah. It's such a freeing experience, mm. and I recommend it to anybody. And it sounds absolutely bonkers and it is bonkers because that video that you watched is only what like 10 15 seconds yeah. right but do you there's music overlay as well um but what you don't see is or here is the thunder and the flash of lightning that oh. came shortly afterwards and me skirting it <laughs> into the shed because i was like oh dear oh dear and it died yeah <laughs> oh well at least i'm in rubber you know it's fine oh my goodness but, um, yeah and i do know what actually water as an element is so healing big time i think that's why i love like you know going to like spas and mm. even just getting in the shower after mm. a hard day and letting the water wash just yeah. wash the day off yeah that's so true just wash the day off get into your pajamas get into bed mm. and put on something comforting yeah whether that's like a book that you read or like something that you watch on the tv mm -hmm. and i actually read something lately about um people who have anxiety watch which you know hands up i do um watch reruns of things because they know what's going to happen and it makes you feel safe yeah because mm -hmm. you know what's going to happen and i i didn't understand that until i read that and then i was like oh yeah i, I see how that would you know where the psyche comes from that because yeah. you know what's going to happen there's mm -hmm. nothing strange there and especially if you know that it's like so i know that you love disney i do so <laughs> you know that there's okay there there is some really really sad parts in disney films like i actually can't even watch the lion king anymore because it just it upsets me too much yeah it really does <laughs> whenever his daddy dies i just can't um you you know that it's a heartwarming story you, you're you know you know it's going to be a safe thing i refuse to watch horror movies now i refuse to watch any of those like everybody had that big craze of stranger things yeah did you i love it oh jesus <laughs> no i'm sorry see now after the cancer not i'm like Fuck that. Why would I want to put anything negative in my eyeballs? No, I need to have sleep tonight. <laughs> sleep is too important to me and I can't. No. So you're brave. But so tell us what is your kind of go-tos? What things do you love? Do you mean like uh, TV sort of? Yeah, well just things to kind of keep you calm and things that like comfort you and whatever, yeah. Um, well, a huge thing is um, I love Grey's Anatomy. So that's a huge thing. Um, and even though there's like gore and there's something going on every season, you're like, how could this woman have so much done to her in her life? But it just goes to show that, you know, yes, they're characters, but their stories have to come from somewhere. Yeah. Um, you know, and I suppose the writers kind of take a little bit of personal life. Yeah. And stories and things like that into it. And so, yeah, like theatre, TV, film, all of that are like my sort of creative outlets. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that it gets enough, like anybody in the arts gets enough credit for what they do because, you know, so many people turn to music yeah. for um, healing and relief. Now, whether that whether you listen to classical or whether you listen to metal, two different opposite ends of the scale, it does something for you and that's yeah. why you listen to it at the end mm -hmm. of the day. Or you go and you watch a new show, whether that's horror or whether that's something cute and fluffy like Disney, you know, it, again, opposite ends of the scale. 
but they do something for you in your life. Mm. And, you know, that's why there's so many different genres and so many different sort of things and vibes out there. And I'm here for it. Yeah, I mean, same. don't get me wrong, I will not sit there and watch a horror. You absolutely, if you want to do that, you crack on. But I will happily sit outside with a coffee and wait till you finish. Yeah, same, <laughs> so... same. Do you go to the cinema and stuff much or...? It's something that I don't really get to often. No, same. I like to go mm. because I like the atmosphere. Mm. I like sitting and quiet and a huge screen yeah. and you get you know your sweet popcorn I know, and you get I know, your treats yeah. and yeah. it's it's a it's an activity you know, it's know. fun to do it's treat yourself mm-hmm. but I've got to admit I don't like going on my own I've right. never been on my own I should probably go <laughs> oh, once wow. to experience it but I usually go with friends yeah and it's difficult to get everybody together and pin totally. people down so that's where I suppose the trouble comes in but and then to even to go then also like because I'm sure you love going to shows and you know the theatre and whatever but again it's a whole big thing if I have to get it booked and make sure people are available and that there's even seats still available <laughs> and it's a whole trek up to the city well we actually booked one there for a few months ago we went to see the Ballywillan um, drama group in Coleraine and that's not too far away no it's not we went to the Riverside and they're doing their production of Kinky Boots which I hope we're hoping to go to see as well brilliant great film loved it forgot how good it was until I saw it recently and I was like oh my gosh we're going to see that show um, but we know some of the people that's in it as well oh. so that's you're kind of supporting them but yeah. we went to see their other show and it was like songs from you know musicals um, was it best of Broadway and West mm. End so they had a production that night and I sat there and I knew most of the songs and it was sort of killing me inside because I really wanted to sing like I wanted to bust into song oh. you're sitting there and you're singing like and of course my friend uh, last minute here I sort of said yes we'll go see that and she's like I've been trying to book this for weeks we got there and we were right on the stage like you know the people were right in front of uh. you and uh, she was like well you didn't tell me but I loved it because you, you okay. feel like you're in the action oh, and yeah. then you're sitting there and you're like yes you could have sang along rightly nobody else would have noticed no, in the background absolutely not you know I just sort of float it in there and <laughs> oh, but Joanna I do feel like you that's you when I think of you that's what I think of is you singing and so what about the local choirs and things like that I've just been told recently there's a community choir in Ballycastle, which I'm I'm sort of going to look into, and mm. because it's like singing is an outlet. Singing makes you feel better about yourself. It's like I don't know if it's scientifically proven, but it's proven some way. No, I would definitely say it is um, definitely. Well, music is, and I think there is things about using your vocals, and it's all about getting it out. Like that, you're that. So this is your throat chakra, and okay. yeah. So you've got these main energy centers in your body, and literally, if you're not like ah, like getting things out and speaking and singing and different like octaves and whatever, it's actually really you're blocking that, and like that's not able to. It's like a it's a wheel of energy in there, and that's like blocked, and you need to. So if you're singing regularly, then your throat chakra is on fire, girl. Well, it's like this when I I don't sing in the car, I perform. Woo! Oh, I love it, I love it. See, I could just actually like talk to you about this all day long, but me and Joanna actually have something. I feel like yes, it's a really awful, horrible thing that happened in our families. But, I mean, we're able to talk about it really openly and, you know, share a little bit with you guys. Um, Both of our mummies are diagnosed with MS. 
So my mom was diagnosed way back when I was um, at university. Um, and yeah, I, obviously it's been a long journey to kind of be okay with it. But Joanna, I don't know what, what, what exact year and all. Do you want to tell us a bit about that for you and how it was for your family? Yeah, so I think a good few years ago, it's probably maybe about, what, seven, eight years ago, my mum went into hospital and we didn't know what was wrong. She was in for a period of days. And then she was let out and she was told it was one thing. And it, it wasn't a proper, like, a proper diagnosis. Um, and then a few years later, then she obviously went in, she was in for a longer period of time, they did a lot more tests and it turned out then obviously that's what she got diagnosed with. But, you know, we were told that it's remit and relapse and like, I knew none of any of, of this existed. You know, there's the progressive and remit and relapse and like it took me a while to get my head around like, mm -hmm. what is this? You know, you're like, okay, right, this is what we're dealing with. But to start with, you just have you're in shock, though, aren't you? Yeah, like because I mean, I came home that night and I didn't know where my parents were, but I had a distinct feeling that something was wrong. You know, things weren't sitting right in the house. It's as if somebody had just got up and left, and I was like, "What's going on?" And then I rang my dad, and he sort of explained that she's in the hospital, and you know, obviously you're going back and forth to visit before you get the diagnosis, and you're like, "Okay, how do I deal with this?" But mm. it, I've known about MS because my uncle's wife, um, she was diagnosed when she was 18. Okay. So traditionally, like, I think when I start to read into it more, it affects more females than it does males. Yeah. And it's more prevalent in, in Ireland, like, as a whole, mm. rather than any other country in the world. But they're not sure why, you know, according to studies and that. And um, you get diagnosed sort of late teens, early 20s. So it's very unusual for someone in their 40s to get diagnosed. That's what the doctor told us anyway. But then my mum, she was about 37, I, I don't know, I know it was, she was nearly 40. Yeah, so it, I mean, it, it does happen, they do get diagnosed, but um, I, I think it's very rare for like someone in their 40s to be diagnosed mm -hmm. or for that to sort of happen. Mm -hmm. And she noticed, like she started noticing like different things, like her balance and stuff was off and I suppose you just need to investigate that. But mm -hmm. Anybody who knows my mum knows that she's such a positive person and she refuses to lie down to anything. Mm -hmm. Anything. Like, MS diagnosis or, you know, like, or not. She's like, yeah, it's fine. Like, she just, she, she works within her own parameters. Yeah. So she knows, like, if she's been out working on the farm with dad and whatnot, like, if she comes back in, she needs a rest. She's just relaxed for a little bit just to sort of mm -hmm. get her body recharged. Mm -hmm. And then she can go back out and she can do it. And, and not, so she works within that. She's on medication. She's on regular reviews. You know, like, she's such a positive person. She never lets it get to her. And for anybody in this world, looking at my mum, you wouldn't think that no. this woman is diagnosed with MS. No, exactly. At all. So does she have the relapse and remitting? Does she have bad relapses that then you just nearly are like, shit is this is she going to come out this again or what well they told us that my mum could go for a year 10 20 years without ever yeah. having another relapse but at some point it may come mm -hmm. but i think that's i think it is just balance you have mm. to know yourself and you know you just so you don't ever know if that's going to come or not or when it's going to come but i think that's why she does work within you know her own sort of thing mm -hmm. so she knows when she's feeling like that, she needs to relax, yeah. or or I force her. I'm like, you need to go for rest, go yeah. down, you know, like you know. Yeah. So you're the Stephen <laughs> to me, because yes, it's not MS, but I mean, it's just you know it's to do with the brain. Yeah. It's very much like your functions and stuff just start getting really depleted. So whenever I get tired or I've been doing a lot or like I've been really busy, busy, busy. 
and like nearly I can even feel like myself getting a bit, bit breathless and everything but like I have other things to do Stephen's like go and lie down at least lie, lie on that sofa I'll get you a cup of tea or whatever like no like he won't allow me needed to do anything because he knows what's coming like I could I start getting like that seasy kind of thing so so good on your mommy to kind of be listening to that and like doing what she her body can do and that she's actually still farming away and doing whatever oh yeah so she tell us a bit about that so I don't even know that we even said that at the very beginning like so you are you're you're a farm girl through and through a hundred percent I love it I, I love it you know I, I actually <laughs> I was out in the thick of the lambing and I was pouring muck from head to I had to walk in to the butchers one day and I was so apologetic about it. I was like, look, I'm really, really sorry. Like, you know, like there's nothing I can do here. I'm only in to grab something for the dinner and go home again. And they were like, no, it's fine. It's fine. Thankfully, they were like sort of washing up, but I felt really bad about uh, it. I was like, oh no. Oh, I think you're in the right place. <laughs> Maybe if you were going into like, I don't know, like um the chemist or something, like, you know, with all that. <laughs> but you know what? I, I only feel like, excuse the, excuse the pun. I, I don't don't give a shit anymore I really yeah. don't I'm like if I've been out helping I've been out helping yeah and like you know to look at me like you know I'm not crying this for, for any other reason yeah. than if I'd have been out working and <laughs> I you know yeah. I've got things to do yeah but I've also got things to do when I come back Aww. from running errands you know mm. I I just I love being outside I love the fresh air I, I love especially where I live mm-hmm. because it, for the last number of years it has really been my safe haven like mm. I will go out to our big backfield I will watch the sheep just walk through the field. I'll have more recently. I'll have the dog with me. We'll just sit and watch the sunset, and it's such relaxing and just yeah, like a breath. You know, just take a breath. That's all oh, you need to do. Yeah. It's totally. just a moment. It's just a moment, and mm-hmm. that's something that I think you know we're so quick to go, 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 and we've got this, that, and the other to do, and blah, 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 blah. You know, this air and that air, and we've been pulled in so many different directions. But sometimes all you need to do is just sit and go. No, this is for me. Yeah. I just need to take a breath. I need to take a beat. I need to take a moment. Yeah. Um, you and your wee dog. And that's all there is in that moment. Everything's fine. Mm. Like, you know, especially if you feel like you can't handle things or things are getting difficult. That's it. Absolutely. And it does and it works. And and they do say, get in touch with nature. And, and, mm-hmm. and that's what I try to do. Me and the dog go out, go for walks up at the forest. You've got the beach not too far away. Um, which is very, very lucky for me because my dog doesn't like travelling very far. <laughs> and and hasn't since she was a baby. I think she's just a bit scared and nervous of the car, so bless her. I mean, it's like some big noise to her and she's kind of like, Mommy, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> but, so um, lovely. So you're actually, tell us a bit about this. Now, I never, ever <laughs> was part of it. I I don't know what you do or what you got up to whenever you were younger and tell me is it much different now that like that you're kind of different age brackets and stuff young farmers <laughs> well I'll first of all say young farmers is not just if you're a farmer okay it's sort of evolved for people in rural communities okay and it kind of developed from that um but now you get like sort of um you know young people coming out you know going to their different local clubs in fact north antrim has um the, the most clubs for 
you know, that sort of regional area. That's good, that's good. It's it's crazy, you know, like when you start looking into it, they've got a website, yfcu.org, mm-hmm. um, they've got competitions, you know, not even just farming competitions, you know, they've what, got like so they've got swimming, they've got floral art, they've Jeez. got um stock judging, they've got machinery handling, you know, they do football, you know, they do athletics and things. Oh, and, that's brilliant. Um, it's so so good and it's so wide spanning. But with that, the organisation actually gives you a chance to to go away and do different things. I got away on exchange when I was 16. Now, you have to apply and go through that yeah. whole process. Um, but I was one of 14 other children who got away. Where did you go and what did you do? We, went, along. we went to Poland for like <gasps> a week. Cool, um, on you. I, didn't, well, I, th- I think now I vaguely remember it. It would have been, what, so after fifth year? Yeah, and so then coming back that in summer. A, yeah, yeah. Right. So we went to Poland um, and there were three leaders and of course when you're going away like that far without your family for the first time you're a bit like oh I don't really know what's happening here but they, they give you a chance to meet the guys that you're going with and um, I think there was over like 40 applications or something that year and they only chose 15 to go so to be chosen was a huge feat like wow. and I was like oh my goodness like and I was nervous yeah of course because I didn't really know anybody from other clubs but that's the beauty of young farmers you go to these events you go to, you know, and you meet people so surely you have a whole network of people like all over the place now yeah I mean I would still see people at shows and things and I'd be like, oh, hi, how are you? Or meet them in passing and say hello or, you know, maybe not like, you know, constant like conversation or whatever, but mm. like you meet them and you, you know, you wave and you're like, yeah. But even better is I got away as a leader. Um, so Recently? Maybe, what, a few years before COVID sort of happened. Where did you go then? Uh, we took the young people to Estonia. Oh my goodness. So um, there was me and another guy, Bob, and he was an older man and he'd been away like on different youth trips and whatever. Uh, we got on like House Empire. Oh, like it so was good. just, as leaders, we just really clicked and um, had the crowd. Had me a great time. It was like, you're, it was like Uncle Bob, you oh, know, and he just looks after you. Yeah. And um, of course, I took not well when I was away. Mm-hmm. and. He was like, look, just go to bed, lie down, I'll take the kids out, it's fine. Wow. I was like, Bob, thanks, you're a genius. Oh, did you even get to see much of Estonia then? I, well, we did, um, where we were staying and all, I was staying with the French leader, because we were meeting up with children from Finland, Amazing. Uh, Estonia, France and Northern Ireland. Uh, we didn't even think we were going to get away. Um, <laughs> we had to fly from Belfast to London, London to Helsinki. And then get the boat from Helsinki to Tallinn in Estonia and then get a bus journey like down to where we were staying, which is like boarding for school. Um, That's a lot for young people, isn't it? Yeah, huge thing. But exciting for them. Well, we didn't think we were going to get away um, at all. And then we did and it was it was great. But we, I think that's what bonded the guys together was the fact that our flight was delayed by like maybe a day and a half or so. Okay. So we got the chance to kind of bond and be close together and they got a chance to go down through London mm. for a day. Um, that's when I lay in my bed. Oh, okay. Well. Well, sure, that was the perfect time then. But they had they had a great time and then um yeah, we went we went on the plane and um I with my drama background had all these games at my disposal that you know Brilliant. We were sitting playing games in the airport, playing games on the plane and trying and sort of occupy ourselves to keep us busy. Um and then by the time we got there we were absolutely right. I think everybody just you know, keeled over in the beds and we're like, Right, see you in the morning Yeah <laughs> You know. Oh, that's brilliant. But it's it's that's the opportunities that I got to go on. Yeah. There are so many others that people get to go away for six months, a year, you know, and they report back and they're in the local papers and things. You know, obviously, when you're older and you qualify, you know, for those, like, further away trips and whatever. Um, 
it's uh, or what was going to say, Young Farmers is one of the hugest uh, youth organisations that's so widespread throughout the world. Mm. So they're they're called different things in different countries. So you get like four H and things like that. But here it's called Young Farmers, and they do exchanges across like England, Wales, and Scotland. Even down south, like Macroferma and all, you know, it's fabulous. That like, is so good. The people that you meet and the opportunities that you get, you know, rural youngsters might not get that. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, totally. Um, and my club, although we're quite small, um, we're starting to try and relaunch, you know, and try and get people more involved and and get it up and going properly. Because when I was in it, when I was about twelve, you can join from when you're twelve. You see, um. You know, they're, they're, they're so re- like stalwarts of the community. We're sort of in it, and I still see them now. And I'm like, hi, hey, yeah, one of them popped into the AGM last week. And, <sighs> you know, he's there if you kind of want advice to kind of how to keep things going. And there's arts festivals and one act plays. And you've probably maybe seen that in some of like the, the programs on BBC, like mm-hmm. when Craig Young Farmers, yeah. they do like a show. And, yeah, it's brilliant. Um, is it Sam, some of Sam Craig's plays? You know, and it's just fun. It's just like good, hearty fun. Yeah. And you get out to barbecues and sports nights. And yeah. I feel like that sounds like, you know, if that's really keeping the Irish culture, and I know you're saying it is all around the world, but that's what our ancestors, like, have always done, always. And I feel like that, those little communities and groups like that and getting kids and especially young people together doing things, normal things, that used to always happen in community is what is actually really needed, especially right now and especially after COVID and whatever. And it, like you're saying that actually everybody's welcome and whatever, like what's a, no matter whether you're from the town and whatever, like you're so welcome because yeah. you're from a kind of the Glens, you're not from the city. Like, of course, it would be great for you. It doesn't even matter. You could be from a city and if you want to join Young Farmers, you just have to go on the website, have a look and see what clubs are in your area and touch base with the secretary or even the secretary of the county mm. and they'll point you in the right direction or you can give HQ a call, a call and they're based in Belfast mm-hmm, anyway mm-hmm. um sounds brilliant but they have rally days you know where the, you know the kids go to like the likes of I'm not sure uh, like an outdoor center they do kayaking and wow. all that yeah I mean it's just so good for for everybody, you know, yeah, like exactly. to kind of get out, and if that if that is something that you want to do, you know, I highly recommend it. I had a great time. I'm now classed as an old farmer. <laughs> You're a leader. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I mean, I've had, I've held a few positions within the club. That's and, amazing. Um, I'm sort of at our last AGM. I'm now sort of an assistant because I suppose, as, as I said before, you're getting older. You've less time for, you know, certain things. So it's kind of let the young people kind of go and, yeah, and take it in that direction, and mm-hmm. then when they get to like where you are you know you've kind of brought people up through so it's now their turn it's yeah. like legacy almost you oh know? i love that so, yeah oh well my ears pricked up when you said that you do the the flowers i was like oh, raging that i wasn't part of that yeah they do flower ranging they do like baking and other stuff for like little shows and everything raging i don't know i don't know what like what my parents did they didn't really know much about it or they didn't i don't know why not because i was not sporty, never ever ever stuck at any sports or anything. So really <laughs> so really I wasn't doing anything and I'm always like, here I am an adult with no talents. No no, no I swear, like I don't have like a a specific hobby, you know, because I didn't keep anything on. 
Anyway, but you're going to try cold water swimming again because I want to try cold water swimming again. And if it means that <laughs> you have to drag me out of bed on Sunday morning to go to the sea, that could be something to look forward to. Well, I did tell Joanna that I, I'm i only willing to do it with my wee shorty on. I mean, it's too cold here. It's too freaking cold here. I'm sorry. Oh, nonsense. Right, well, you can go in your birthday suit if you oh, want no, no absolutely i mean i mean no, i'm not ready for that but um you know uh, I'm, I'm willing to give it a go oh. a quick interlude just to make you all aware of a brand new group that has started up now in the local moyle area it's moyle community first responders they work in conjunction with the northern ireland ambulance service and one of my very, very good old friends is part of the group. They're all fully trained by the ambulance service. They get the calls, the 999 calls in to the local area when they come into the ambulance service and they can attend within four minutes because they're all local, providing life-saving aid until the paramedics can arrive. They are dealing with cardiac issues, strokes, seizures, so I just want to make everybody more aware. You can go follow them on their Facebook page. At the moment, they just need everyone's support. They need more awareness. They need your donations. I know firsthand how important this service is. I have watched my mom have seizures many, many times and it is absolutely terrifying. She does not know who she is, where she is. She's not even conscious. This is life or death. Thank you for listening. Please keep safe. We bumped into each other then recently down at the I Am Project. I was there because I have a little idea. I I mean, I think I've already spoke about this, but I seen rainbows all the time. I was going to treatment and I just, it would make me emotional in a good way. It would make me feel hope. It would make me feel I'm going to do this, I'm going to smash this, it's going to be okay, I know it, I know it, I know it in my bones, because of these bloody, beautiful, big, colourful rainbows, um, so I have now, here we are a few years later, and I'm like, I'm ready to put this out to the world, I want people to feel the way I do about nature, about colours, about, like, just some things, because obviously a rainbow isn't just in the sky all, every minute of the day, so I do feel like it's a bit of magic in the day, not that it's even there every day, but um, so that's what it is. And I have like a little seven step program and I was just going down in there for a bit of, I, I don't know, inspiration, motivation, whatever. Why were you there? And you know, what what are you, what's the little things that's going on in your mind right now? Oh gosh, Tara, where isn't my brain every single day? <laughs> Me too, I think we <laughs> resonate so much. <laughs> I mean, I my brain is like here, it's there, it's everywhere. And like my, you know, have you ever seen a, the video of the neurons firing in yes. your brain? Like that's how quickly I think my thought processes go sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have a lot of time to think, you know, on my drive, my commute to work in the morning, or a lot of time to think in the way home. And I think it's almost like decompression time. So when you go in the morning, you're like, right, I'm preparing myself before I go to work for, for the day. And, you know, the job that I do is quite stressful. And there's a lot of stuff involved. And, you, you know, you have to be very empathetic and with a listening ear. And, you know, all of those sort of things have to come into play. But equally, when you're finished the day, you need that time before mm. you come home mm. to settle into family life. Mm. And that's, I mean, I'm constantly thinking of things. And then when I get home, I don't go into the house right away. I'm going to take five minutes and like write a note on my phone. I'm like, okay, I'll come back to that later. 
do I come back to it? No, of course I don't. And it takes me like maybe a month before I'll come back to it because something else will have joined that thought totally. process. It's crazy. Um, I have a few ideas in mind, a few things in my head. Whether they ever get brought to fresh or not is, is a different thing. Um, but actually, I felt like that evening was really, really good and really positive for me because I really enjoyed interacting with people in that way. Yeah. And it really gave me an insight into, you know, sort of like, business and marketing and, mm-hmm. and, and all of that whereas I you know yeah you can have an idea but I always sort of think to myself well who's gonna want that you know other than me and then and then when you're taught and you're thinking oh actually this person might like that and you start building profiles yeah. and, and all of that sort of stuff yeah. it's very helpful to see that yeah. and it's very helpful to hear from other people's perspectives as well because obviously like you've got your ideas about your program and you know somebody else is there for another reason because of their business and you know, I've got ideas floating in my head. And when you, I, I really like that sort of uh, way of working when you have people in a room and they start firing out things. Yeah, and it's so you're nice. like, okay, right, that's how that works. And yeah. one thing can lead to another. And, you know, like, yeah, there's lots of things going on. There's so many things that if I actually stopped on the one thing, I would have it done, you know? I feel you. <laughs> oh, my goodness, it's awful. It's You just feel like, what is going on in there? <laughs> Why can I not just focus on one thing and get it complete to then move on but it's just the way we are I don't know it's well I, I like that Disney movie it's called Inside Out and yes. it's got the little characters because I feel like that's what happens quite often in my brain and then you know somebody hits the big panic button and then it goes to the back of your mind and then the, <laughs> the panic sets in and you're okay right, I need to do this yeah. or I need to do that and then you don't ever come back to it and yeah, you revisit in about a month's time, you're yeah. like, oh, that's not going to work. <laughs> but what was so nice was, and so you might have heard us doing a wee joke about the shorts there a few <laughs> times, but so we were walking back to the car, you were like just right on behind my car, yeah. and um, there was me absolutely freezing, I was shivering like mad, I was like, do I need to go? Like, I'm so cold, I can't stand here anymore. And she's there in her shorts, no baller, chatting away. And I'm like, Joanna, like, it's freaking freezing. It's the middle of winter. And she's like, well, you know what? I didn't allow myself to wear shorts for years and years because I just didn't like my legs. I my, didn't have, like, good body image. And now that I'm just like, I'm over it. Fuck it. I'm just going to wear my shorts all year round. I'm like, yes, okay, good for you. You love it. So tell us like briefly a wee bit of that. Like what, what's been going on for you? Like what, how have you been feeling? What's, you know, because I, I know a lot of my listeners that is a problem for them. Yeah. And it's, it's a huge problem for me. And it resonates quite like a lot with me. And it's something that I'm constantly working on every time. Um, you know, for, for so long, like, I told myself, oh, right, you can't wear that because, you know, you're this size or you can't wear that. Like, anybody who knows me, right, knows that I'm not, like, your average girl. I'm not your average size, you know, 12, 14, 16, whatever. I'm a bit bigger than that, okay? Um, And I, and I think I attribute size to beauty. But, of course, that's not the case. You're, but also do I look at your wee, your wee face and your freaking beautiful hair like no you literally are a Celtic princess like you are no but you do know and you were just saying yourself before like you're like from the Viking lineage you do know like back in the day like you would have been the most sought after woman do you don't you realize that 
No, because I don't think of myself in that way. All my days. And that's that's the hardest thing. You mm. know, people you know, people can tell me, Oh, you're beautiful. Yeah. Until you're literally blue in the face. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's it's, it's inside. Yeah. It's yeah. how you feel inside mm-hmm. and it's how you feel about yourself and you know, I have no problem telling anybody this because a few years ago, um how do I put this? We were talking about this at the beginning of the podcast, like the brown stuff hit the spinny thing. <laughs> You can curse on my podcast, do not worry. <laughs> okay, the shit hit the fan. <laughs> and I didn't know what to do, where I was going, blah, blah, blah. And it manifested physically. Like, I felt a pain in my chest. I went and I saw the doctor and they said, look, I can't see anything wrong. It's not your heart. It's not anything to do with that. Could it be anxiety? And I said, very, very possibly. And she was like, do you want to speak to somebody? And I said, absolutely. Like, there was not even... And I'd pause there. I was like, yes, I want to speak to somebody. I need to speak to somebody. Yeah. Like you were ready to. I was. Yeah. At 100% I was. And and that's challenging because you, I'd gone for so long being like, oh, I don't need to, blah, blah, blah. I'm handling things quite well. You know, do, 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 walk through life. And I'm easy to give advice to other people. But do you see when it comes to me? Yeah. Do I take my own advice? Do I heck? I know. No, I can't. I, I could be telling you the exact same thing that I need to tell myself. Oh, oh I'm, I I'm with you, girl. <laughs> I don't walk that path that I should. Yeah. But, yeah, so I got a chance to see a counsellor, you know, over six sessions and whatever. And after the first session, she said to me, do you know, or after the first couple of sessions, she had said to me, do you know, I'd say in your first session, I wouldn't have thought you were candidate for counselling. And I said, why? She says, because you keep this plates in your life spinning. She said, that's not, all your outside pressures are not what your issue is. She says, your issue is how you view you. Mm, and I said, yeah. And she says, for so long, you have allowed your inner critic to go mark, 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 at you and put you down. And your inner supporter has been silenced, mm. which is why you have such a a negative self-image. You know, your self-esteem, your self-confidence is not there. And I, I actually took a minute and like, oh gosh, I couldn't tell you how many times I cried with her. And mm-hmm. like, I don't mean just like little crocodile I mean like <laughs> big sobbing, yeah. like ugly tears, yeah. you know, that really come from the depth of your body. Like, yeah. you're like, where is this coming from? And then you realise after that, that's a cathartic experience. Like, totally. It's, like, it's so healing. You need that. Yeah. You need that in your life. And for so long, I don't think I ever allowed myself to cry because I felt, oh, crying is a sign of weakness. No, it's not. But you weren't told that growing up or anything, were you? Or No, what? I think I just instilled it in myself. I was like, no, crying. You know, like, I don't have a heart. I have a swing and brick. You know, that sort of way. That's kind of how you felt about yourself for so long. Like you know, I think just... that was the the era we grew up in too, though. Yeah, I do. I agree with you. I'm not saying I. I obviously I don't know what way your parents were treated you or anything like that. I just I just think it wasn't. We definitely didn't talk about mental health. We definitely like, ugh, wake up, ugh, come on, ah, oh, shake it off. Like yeah. even still, my uh, that's uh, that's probably me putting on my dad's voice, but I didn't even mean to. But he literally still to this day, whenever because I just I cry all the time. I mean, I cry daily when I just get just anything, anything that annoys me, anything that's uh, I'm just tired. I just get really teary, and he just can't. He has to walk out of the room where he's like, 
oh, I can't look at that, I can't what And, like, that's what I grew up with. I don't know if that's the same for you, but no, it just wasn't... Like, yeah, well, I feel like my mum and dad have always been very good and I've always been very open and if, if anything's wrong, you know, you can come and speak to them. And, you know, I would speak to my mum, I go to my mum about certain things, but I also go to my dad about certain things. That's because so good. they deal with things in different ways. And then, you know, you know, I might come to the other one and say, look, this is what's happening, blah, blah, blah. So they've always been very open, like, in that respect. And it's like, look, if you have anything... Or something's bothering you or something like I mean like it's not all written all over my face to begin no, with. I know. Um, but you know, they're your parents, like you're And they give time. good good advice. Oh, big time. Oh big time. Like I remember, you know, speaking to my dad like years ago and and even when I was in uni and stuff too, like things would really stress me out and he's like, What are you worrying about? And I remember one this is a line from my one of my tutors and I, I had a meeting with him about a project and stuff and I said, like, oh, I'm so stressed. And he's like, what are you stressing about? And I was like, this is a, this project, I can't get this right. And he goes, stop, stop, stop. He goes, worrying is like a rotten chair. You're sitting there, but you're going nowhere. So what's the point? Hmm. And I was like, mm, fair point. <laughs> I'm going to steal that <laughs> one. <laughs> fair point. And the other thing he said to me was, was anybody hurt? And I go, was anybody seriously injured? And I say, no. And he goes, anybody die? And I go, no. And he says, well, what are you worrying about? I'm actually like, okay. You know, now you rationalise things, mm. okay. It's not always easy to see in that moment. Mm -hmm. But thinking about it afterwards, you're like, okay. But in, in, in the moments now, I sort of try to think about that. And I'm like, okay, like, nobody's going to get hurt if I do this or that or the other. Sometimes you just got to take that little leap and, and go for it. But I feel like I'm a huge advocate for mental health now as a result of my sort of experiences and I'm constantly trying to figure out ways that I can improve myself and my self-worth and, and my whole like emotional well-being as yeah. well it's a huge thing and I, I wouldn't have cried as I suppose growing up but now I would cry I'd be watching a, a tv program and I'd be like, <laughs> like I've seen this but like the tears just yeah. Like trip you um, here. Sure. Do you know what we've been? We record it so then we can just watch it whenever we're all, we're all sitting watching or eating dinner together. And the living room with the fire on is um Britain's Got Talent. Oh, oh Jesus, Joanna! It's not just like once in the show. Every freaking person that comes on, I'm there. T <laughs> tears are going right down onto my clothes, like. <laughs> but sure, I mean, I think it's it's. I think as you get older, it's something that happens to you because I think you just realise throughout your life things that, you know, you are a very strong person and, and you learn as you get older that it is okay to cry. It is okay to let that go and you feel so good about yourself. Mm. I mean, <laughs> we were speaking about it before we come on here. But I says, you know, if you see me in the car and you see me sobbing, no, you didn't see me in the car and you didn't see me sobbing. <laughs> that never happened. You know, no, you didn't see that. But that, you know, I mean, there was one, there's an instance where I was driving home from work and I had a really tough day and, you know, I was listening to Disney songs and one of the songs that came on was, it's either from Moana or it was from the new Disney one, Encanto, right? Oh, so the, the last one, the last one, I think there's actually two separate occasions, but the last one from Encanto was, um, it talks about, you know, you're the real gift, like, let us in, like, what do you see? I see me that like oh just like yeah. floods of tears like because that resonates with me it's mm. like you know like i see and and one of my favorite songs um and even if anybody gets a chance to watch it if you haven't seen it the on youtube this is me 
but watch yes, the main the girl series. You mean? Yeah, but watch watch the girl sing it from the show. Um, with all the cast, she gets really emotional about it, and I'm like, yeah. You mean uh, in the do actual you, show? Do you know from the Greatest Showman? This is me. You know, Wait, is this a series or? No, do you know, have you ever seen the movie The Greatest Showman? Yes, yes. So you know the song, um, This Is Me, when the, dark, when the sharpest words want to cut me down? Yes, 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 yes. That one. Right. Well, there, there's a, an episode on YouTube. Right, okay, I haven't like seen it then. Where it shows you her in the rehearsal room, and she's singing it. And she gets really, like, emotional. And I'm like, yeah, I totally feel that. Because yeah. I cried my heart out when I saw that in the yeah. cinema. Because, again, it's this resonance thing mm-hmm. where things just start to hit you and, yeah. and it's very close to home yeah and, you know so like yeah there's all, all all of those sort of um but do you feel like it's not that it's hitting you and you're feeling like triggered it's that it hits you and you're like oh, I needed to see that I needed yeah. to hear that whoa this is doing something in my body yeah. and maybe to start with you don't know if it's a good or a bad thing but then you realize this is good I'm actually something's opening up here yeah full circle because as I said you know when you're talking about the shorts thing, like I wouldn't have worn shorts, and that is because of my body image. But then COVID hit, and nobody saw me, so I wore shorts at home. I wore shorts out in the farm. You know, my legs needed to breathe, and then I got a wee bit more sort of <laughs> adventurous. I started wearing like shorts to the the shop. You go to do the week the shop with my mum and and everything. And <sighs> now I wear shorts everywhere. I am that person that wear shorts in winter and you'll look at them and you'll be like oh my god who is that person and I'm like yeah it's me it's probably me as long as I've got a hoodie on I don't feel the cold in my legs that's what Stephen says I'm sorry I I do <laughs> I do like we go on hikes and all and like I mean we've been away hiking in the snow yeah and he's there in shorts and I'm just like I just don't understand <laughs> I'm freezing and I'm wearing layers <laughs> Oh, you're either that person thing. You are, you are. Yeah, it's probably like more to do with like you're. I'm cold blooded or something. I don't know. I'm like a reptile. <laughs> <laughs> Not true. <laughs> um, no, but that's amazing. So, do you have any little um tips? Like, I know you said that you like to just maybe get outside or just even for a, for a little breather, or you like listen to music, whatever. Tell, is there any words of affirmation that you'd say to yourself or is there anything that you can just stop them negative thoughts like that in their tracks? I don't, no, I don't think so. Not at the minute, but um, it's almost like when there's a negative thought coming in, it's like, no, I'm not letting it, I'm cutting it off before it it starts. And it's like, no, like automatically it's Mm. like a door shuts. Mm. No, if you're not in that mind frame, if you're not, in the stronger sort of set of mind frames and of course we're not always in that mind no frame way. Yeah. it filters through especially if other things is going on yeah. at the time those sort of things start to filter through and then you start to feel you know bad about yourself and there are some days I have really shitty days yeah. really shitty days um, and in fact you know I had one maybe or maybe a week about a couple of months ago Things were just not going well in my life. I was felt very stressed. I was very, you know, anxiety all the time, constantly about different things. I didn't want to do this. I didn't want to do that. I felt not like me. I just wanted to curl in a ball and cry. Yeah. And um, one of the first things to bring me out of that was I watched Mamma Mia. Mm. But I watched it over two nights before I went to bed. Mm. Uh, each night and the music and everything. I sat there and I 
as pure sobbing, I was like, <gasps> you know. <laughs> but um, it was one of the first things that really put that little pep and that little sort of thing spark back. It started yeah. to sort of, all right, okay, I can feel this. Mm-hmm. So now when I feel like myself getting like that, I listen to the soundtrack. Okay. If because it's if, it, if that's where I'm at, or I'll stick it on the telly, or you know, just something. Mm-hmm. Because that'll be the first thing that'll sort of like, okay, let's stop. Because we know when we're listening to that, we kind of need to get out of that mood. We need to get out of that frame of mind. And it's really it's really hard to shrug off that mood because when it starts to filter through, it's quite a strong emotion. Yeah. It's a very strong emotion. And it's it's something that I, I do struggle to get out of. That's why I'm constantly trying to build upon that emotional resilience. Yeah. And, you know... I, there was one particular Sunday I did not want to get out of the house. I didn't want to go. I didn't want to, you know, just said no. But then I was like, right, just lift your ass out of bed and take the dog for a walk. Ten minutes up the road and back again. So we eventually, I eventually got in the afternoon and I started on a podcast. And it was, um, I think it was Bear Grylls to do with um, emotional resilience and, and everything as well. And it like was an hour long. But because I was listening to that, I didn't feel like trapped. I didn't feel like, you know, 10 minutes was all I wanted to do. Like I I continued, I walked and we did 5k around the forest and it was just me and the dog. Beautiful, you know, sort of the sun was beginning to go down. It was just um, fresh air, you know, birds singing in the trees. Mm. So good for it. And I came back and I felt really good about myself. Mm. I was like, I'm going to do this more often. So yeah, it was great. Um... I can't speak high enough for the influence that nature has yeah. on your body, on your mental well-being. Um, and I'd be a huge advocate for mental health. Um, huge. Like, you know, I'd be the first person to turn, have you spoken to a counsellor? You know, I'd be that sort of person. Mm-hmm. Or if you don't want to speak to somebody like that, do you want to speak to me? I'm always here. Yeah. You know, like... I, and I get it. I, <laughs> I, I, I've had these feelings too. Yeah. And I, I've yeah. not been... No two people experience anything the same way Mm -hmm. because nobody is in your brain no and I haven't lived the exact same experiences and stuff as well yeah um but we've all experienced something in some shape or form absolutely and we can all identify with each other um in some shape or form so you know it's all about just having that listen ear and you know you don't have to be macho and you know girls are more likely to open up than I feel like perhaps like you know men will because it's like this macho thing, or we don't talk about this. And it's what we were talking about growing up, you know, that's the kind of, you know, sort of mindset that you grew up with. Yeah. But it's becoming more and more open, you yeah. know, for men to do so. And that's, you know, and especially I think in, in the farming community when things are getting tight and that too, it's like, yeah, you can. There's people you can go to. There's agencies that you can go and speak to. You can open up to, you, you, you can know people. You don't have to know anybody. Yeah. If you just want to get it out of your body yeah. and, and speak, you know, yeah. that's that's all that needs to be done, you know. So there's there's more services I'm so glad to see, but there's not enough yet. We're not there yet. And yeah. I feel like we need more advocates for that kind of thing, you yeah. know. You know, the the likes of the guys in the rescue service and that are, you know, are out finding people because they don't know where to go. You know, the people that's they're trying to find, they don't know where to go. You know, they're, they're stuck inside your head. And I says your brain can be the most freeing experience um, of your life. Or it can be your prison that you can be trapped in. Absolutely. And that's scary because only you have control over that. Absolutely. Um, so, like the likes of yourself, like whenever I heard about your diagnosis and everything, my heart sunk. I literally was like, 
oh my god like I was just sitting in my bed like what is going on in the world so Joanna I actually have had to go on this whole big journey of discovery that I now know I know I don't care what any doctor tells me I know that I allowed my mental health and my anxiety my body was in toxic stress for years I wasn't sleeping and I just thought oh great like I'm I'm active without even sleeping like I actually was saying this is a good thing that I was still so busy and but it was actually because I was just living on adrenaline and like that's okay for for that one time when you have to go run after run away from a lion or you have to go run after your prey or whatever do you know what I mean back in history but to live in that state for a very long time and I mean years is it any wonder that a big massive tumor grew in my brain because my brain was just going like 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 abort 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 like and I'm not joking that is what it was and I know it is like my body tells me all the time like stop breathe listen what's going on what do you need to do what you know whoa and like my cancer was actually the thing that has freed me the very most and I am still absolutely not fully there and I don't I don't I don't believe that anybody even I know that even Deepak Chopra the the most what would you say the man that you think of when you first think of like meditation and being really balanced and aligned Deepak is like your man and he even he gets up at like 3 a.m to just sit and meditate for like hours before his day starts not one human and I don't come and try and argue with me that you're completely oh I'm fine like I wake up every day like happy happy woo no unless you're on holiday or something you know (laughs) I don't believe that so I I just I honor that and I allow myself to feel what I need to feel and you know like like you I have some really really shitty down days and I just think what's the point Mm -hmm. and like I know that I'm not gonna why why would I even want to like live longer now to like have a family to then have children that then I'll not grow old with them like it's not possible for me and then I just go whoa 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 stop like just lie and cry tonight just do what you want to tonight it's okay curl yourself up like a wee baby and just allow that and tomorrow's a new day and tomorrow you know we'll try it again and that's just what you have to do sometimes that's the right attitude yeah you just have to and I and I'm not and I'm not lying when I say I curl myself up like a little baby because I also really really believe in you have to kind of go back and like cuddle that wee inner child that maybe there's some parts of you that when we're teenagers and things get left behind you know I I talked in my last episode like um about being bullied and things like you know first year second year in school like just really trying to figure out who my friendships were and stuff um been there yeah do you feel like you need to do that sometimes too like go back and like tell her it's okay we're okay now yeah we've got through it and like I just want to give you a hug I want to hold your hand yeah and I don't know about you but sometimes you know that sort of 16 17 18 year old girl thought that by my age now I would have this I would have that and you know that's expectation (laughs) we're both living with our parents (laughs) yeah 
and and I sort of think people when people say to you, oh, like you know, are you what are you doing? And you see people buying houses and they're younger than you are, and I'm like, yeah, I'm not quite there yet. Um, yeah, and know, that's okay. That is okay. Everybody is in their own timeline. Totally. And that's what I. That's a daily reminder for myself is yeah. that everybody's in their own timeline. And that, you know, you will get to where you want to be someday and those little signs start filtering back into your life. You meet, you know, nobody that you meet is by accident. Nobody that you meet is by accident. There's a reason I was meant to meet you. I was meant to go to that thing that night to meet you. <gasps> yeah. You know, because you're such a huge, like you are an inspiration, like with, with your journey that you've been on and that you are going on. And I like to listen to people like that because I, li- I like to talk in case you didn't realise, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, very much I like to talk to family, I like to talk to friends. And particularly friends because, you know, some of them are younger than me and my, some of my best friends. So we're wrapping up now, Joanna. Is there just anything that you want to leave our listeners with? I, 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 can I just say... Thank you so so much for being so open, so raw. I've absolutely loved it. I've like I've laughed so much that I, I like you know I'm starting to get a bit like sore t- sore tonsils and I, like my cheeks are sore and yeah. So thank you so so much. Well, thank you for having me on. Honestly, it's it was um an honour to be invited on your mm. podcast. I, like I just think in this wee company girl that you mm. know nobody's interested. You know what I mean? So um, no, no, it's been absolutely fab. I think you're going to be a and like I said at the very start, you are going to be be a big ray of sunshine in some people's lives when they listen. Do you want to just leave us with a little takeaway for our listeners? Yeah, I think just be open and, and listen to yourself and um, that's a huge takeaway you know ambition versus reality isn't always something that we you know expect but it always gets us where we need to be um, and follow your heart um, I know that's very cliche but I, I've, I'm trying to follow mine after not listening to it for so long um, and when you start listening then it's you know things become a bit clearer and like my little video the other day Life isn't about waiting for the storm to pass. It's about learning to dance in the rain. <gasps> oh, oh.